Thank you for joining me on this all new episode of Heartfelt Consciousness. So this is your guide, Laura Bender, and today's episode is with Kit Antko, a newly retired occupational therapist from the Cleveland Clinic. Um, So yay, she just retired this past January. Um, So we kind of talk about today uh, how her journey started with yoga and uh, also with Reiki as well. Um, So thank you again for listening to this episode and I'll check in with you guys on the other side. All right. Good afternoon, Kit. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Um, I've, I'm, I'm happy that finally, you know, I, I told myself that we're not going to talk about weather, but we end up talking about weather anyway, because it's, you know, it's one of those things in the Cleveland area that is always like a mystery. <laughs> oh yeah. When, when it snowed on mother's day, I was like, really? Oh, well it's Ohio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, but today's really beautiful and I hopefully, um, you've gotten the chance to get outside and just kind of walk around and, uh, experience nature. Um, so kind of to introduce you, um, so yeah, yet again, um, you're another guest, um, from that was that derived from Atma Darshan and actually Uh I have Kathy on a couple, she'll be in a couple weeks actually as well. Okay. Um, so you had done, I believe, some training with them. Um, Correct. And you have, uh, you're an occupational therapist, or you were at least, you retired recently. Um, and you've been kind of practicing yoga off and on um, since that point. Um, and I know we we kind of um, preparing for this interview, I, I put some questions together. And I, I just want to say, because I'll be up sharing this in the show notes as well. Uh-huh folks, everyone listening as well. But um, so I, I absolutely love the whole idea, the con- kind of the theme of your website, you have this little fox. Yes. Um, so do you actually just kind of doing some research um, on like what the fox even kind of represents, you know, just kind of a, as a spirit animal, it carries all this intelligence, it's very skillful, um, and just known to be like a wise, a wise creature. So what what exactly is the story behind that? Well, I don't know if I'm a wise creature, uh, <laughs> uh, maybe a wise ass, but um, no. The, the story the story kind of goes all the way back to like when I was a kid. So my real name is Christine. Okay, mm-hmm. um, some people called me Christy when I was a kid, but my father, who was kind of a he had kind of a funny sense of humor, he called me Christopher. You know, I already had two brothers, so I don't know what he was trying to say there, but, you know, I I just thought it was kind of funny and kind of cute that he called me Christopher, you know. Um, So many years later, fast forward till I don't know when, like many, many years ago, I was reading a book and I don't remember even what book it was, but the, the character's name was Christopher. And I learned from that book that his nickname and a, a common nickname for Christopher is Kit. So, and I never really liked my name that much. So I, I always thought of myself, like in my head, I thought of myself as Kit. Um, and then finally, a few years ago, I finally kind of came out and said, and told people that that's what I wanted to be called from now on. Yeah. So I just really liked the name Kit. It's kind of short and kicky and, and cute. Um, so then when I was um, getting together after I did my first yoga teacher training, um, I did that at the Cleveland Clinic. Um, and I wanted to think of like a persona for my website and Mm -hmm. the Cleveland clinic yoga teacher training was based on wellness. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so I started thinking about, well, you know, when you have like a, a first aid kit or a tool kit, it's got all these things in there that you need. So I thought, so I put together the word wellness with kit and came up with wellness kit. So it's like your kit of, uh, it's your bag of tricks that you need for. I like it. I like it. So then when I was designing my website, the other, um, the other meaning of the word kit is a baby fox. Oh, So so it's not so much that, you know, the fox was my spirit animal. um, Although I did, you know, I did think of that later, but I just wanted to have a cute little logo. So that's where the, that's where the fox came in because a fox is a baby kit or a kit, a kit is a baby fox mm-hmm. and you know, I'm a wellness kit. So that's kind of how that all came together. I love that. <laughs> and it's funny that you, um, you had your father calling you Christopher. Like I didn't have my dad calling me, um, like a different name, but I had my uncle would always call me Larry. And, and it was kind of like a weird, and it, you know, yeah. as a kid, I was kind of like, come on, really uncle rich, yeah. you know, <laughs> like yeah. that's not my name. You know, my <laughs> name is Laura. I'm a girl, I'm not a yeah. boy and you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's funny to say that. Cause I had an uncle too, who used to call me crispy critters again. <laughs> I don't know why. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know where, where these people get this information yeah. from, but um, <laughs> apparently they think they're funny. I, I don't yeah, know. So. Maybe well, my are. dad really was kind of funny. So I, I, you know, I give that to him. So you appreciate that. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, so kind of touching back on, you know, we kind of talked about the yoga and um, everything like that. So why don't you actually tell a little bit about where that journey began for you? Uh, so you also practice Reiki as well. Um, so right. where did where did your yoga journey start? Where did your Reiki journey start? How they kind of um, collide, I guess would be the way to put that. Okay. Um, well, I probably started practicing yoga itself about 20 years or so ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of dabbled on and off. And then um, when I moved back to Ohio after my um, occupational therapy training in Baltimore, um, I moved back here about in about 2000. And I had joined one of these um Remember the curves gyms mm-hmm. where it was yes. like, you go and you do the circuit. Well, there was this gym that it was in my neighborhood that um, it was, it was based on the curves, you know, concept, but it wasn't a curves franchise. Well, they started having this, this girl come in to teach yoga and, um, and it was free. It was just part of the, part of the membership. So I started regularly practicing with her um, and she, she practiced Iyengar yoga. She was Iyengar oh. trained, and I really liked her. Um, style and all that. And so when that gym closed and then she was actually teaching at another yoga studio. So I followed her to that yoga studio and then she left and went to another yoga studio. So I kept following this girl. Her name was Erica. And again, she was Iyengar trained. And so most of the, most of the classes that I took, you know, were more Iyengar, which is more alignment, you know, based and things like that. Um, I know the process to become an Iyengar teacher is very rigorous and that's not something that I wanted to pursue, but but that's always kind of like first in my heart, you know, so a lot of the, a lot of the way that I teach has to do with, um, you know, I do, I do like to take more time getting into poses. I never play music. I just, I don't like playing music in my classes because Erica never did that. So, you know, you kind of take on some of the personas of your, of your past teachers. So uh, I, to me, music is just distracting. Um, so anyway, so that's kind of where I was, um, you know, been practicing yoga. And then I, again, I worked at the Cleveland clinic, um, as a yoga, as a occupational therapist. And 
my journey of becoming a yoga teacher was just kind of serendipity. I was waiting for the elevator one day at the hospital and I, I looked on this, this end table and there was this brochure. It was, well, it was like a newsletter for the clinic. And on the back, there was this ad for the Cleveland Clinic School of Yoga. Hmm. And you know how you don't know you want something until you see it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I think I'll become a yoga teacher. <laughs> so I, <laughs> so as, as a Cleveland Clinic caregiver, I was able to enroll in this program for a lot less investment oh, than awesome. weren't employees because I, I worked there. Um, the only thing is I had to, I had to agree to, as a part of giving back, I had to agree to, to, to teach like 50 hours mm-hmm. once I graduated to be, um, you know, to kind of pay back the, the, the investment. Um, so I just, you know, I, then I just taught, you know, for a couple of years at the clinic to other caregivers for, um, you know, to kind of pay that back. Um, so then I was teaching a couple of different places and then again, the Reiki came in because um, the Cleveland Clinic is, you know, is pretty progressive in terms yes. of their their um, practices. And they also they have an alternative and complementary medicine department in which they do they do Reiki. And they they had a nurse on staff that actually was a, a Reiki master, so she was that enabled her to teach. So I was able to take my Reiki one class at the clinic. You know, I was, it was, a, it was a work day. So I got paid for it. And wow. got, so I was able to do that. And then I took my Reiki too with another practitioner outside of the clinic, but that's kind of how the whole Reiki thing. Um, and one of the, um, I have to give a shout out because a very dear friend of mine who um, is now passed on, but her name was Marianne and she was an occupational therapy assistant who worked there. She was there when I started and she was a, so she kind of, um, inspired me. She was also a Reiki practitioner. And I know that she, that was a very big part of her thing. And she was a person who um, just kind of incorporated the the Reiki and the, and the healing touch and everything. She was just such a gentle soul. And I just loved her very much. And so that she was very, um, uh, very much a part of, of my way of practicing um, occupational therapy. I mean, I learned probably more from her than I did (laughs) OT school, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's kind of how that all came about. Oh, I love that story. Um, and and actually, yeah, I, well, so I, when I got my, uh, Reiki, um, training had done, I had, you know, kind of gone an outside route. I had a friend who knew someone that was a master, um, and yeah, I did learn about a lot of our, our healthcare systems offer those integrative medicine departments that, mm-hmm. that have that offering. And it's, it's really yeah. an awesome thing, um, to have alongside, you know, with our, with regular medicine and, and doctors and nurses and in, in, in a hospital setting, um, my, my, my in-laws actually had, uh, my father-in-law who, who's since passed actually had, um, very traumatic s- surgery there, uh, a few years ago. And, um, while my sister-in-laws, my mother-in-law and my husband possibly, he might've been there or maybe he wasn't at the time, but, um, there was actually, there were some people just kind of offering complimentary Reiki to just kind of mm-hmm. soothe them. Um, to kind of soothe their, their, you know, make it, just make it more comfortable for the people that were just spending all day there, you know? (laughs) Um, So, you know, we kind of talked about this again at the beginning, or at least I mentioned it. Um, So you're actually recently retired. Yes. um, And you um, 
like specializing in working with just a lot of uh, like extreme, extreme injury, um, arthritis, um, different neurological uh, conditions. So I understand that you also have experience with yoga and insomnia. So what brought you to that topic specifically? Well, the, um, I, I don't know how, how much you know about occupational therapy, um, <laughs> but when I was in occupational therapy school, um, the, the first time I heard the phrase sleep hygiene, mm. if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever heard, heard of this phrase, sleep hygiene. Oh. So, you know, occupational therapy is that, is that weird discipline that nobody really understands what, you know, they, they think we're the basket weavers. And, you know, back in the day when, when the, when the, when the, um, uh, profession was getting started, that was kind of how we, you know, we, we were like the crafty people, you know, so people were in the hospital and it, it was like to give them something to do while they were in the hospital. Um, so that the term occupational was kind of used in a different way than we think of it. Now we think of the word occupation as well, that's your job. Um, but back in those earlier days of the 1900s, the word occupation really just meant everything that you do that occupies a certain portion of time in your day. So the, the field of occupational therapy is basically um, the skills that you need for everyday life. Okay. Mm. So if you have a stroke um, and you're paralyzed on one side, we teach you how to dress yourself again, how to feed yourself, how to wash your hair, all the occupations that a person needs. So you can really think of occupational therapy as our domain is everything, you know, so everything wow. that a person yeah. can do in their life comes under, you know, occupational therapy because um, everyone knows what physical therapy is. Okay. You say, mm -hmm. oh, you know, I broke my leg, so I've got to learn how to walk again. So everybody knows what that is. Um, or I, I hurt my back, so I need to go and get some exercises to make my back better. But occupational therapy, like I say, we, it covers the gamut. You know, we can, we can teach you, you know, how to put your clothes on. We, there's also a cognitive aspect to it. You know, if you have a stroke or brain injury and you can't remember, you know, you can't figure out how to make change, you know, we, we, there's a lot of cognitive stuff that goes into it. So pretty much everything that falls under what you need to do from the minute you get up in the morning to the minute you go to bed and also bed, you know, so the word sleep hygiene refers to all the things that a person needs to do to get good sleep. So I first heard those words when I was in occupational therapy school and then, um, you know, fast forward 20 years uh, to the 2020 pandemic, when stress was rampant, nobody was sleeping. Right. And I thought, this falls under my, you know, um, scope of practice is helping people. And, and honestly, even before the pandemic, um, when I would be treating my patients in the clinic, I worked in an outpatient clinic and we saw everything, you know, we saw shoulder injuries, elbow, wrist, carpal tunnel, trigger finger, arthritis, stroke, uh, everything. Um, but we also saw a fairly um, um, continuous population of chronic pain people. So maybe they had chronic pain from like an old back injury or something else. So maybe technically it wasn't um, a body part that OT would normally work with, but anything that affects your functioning on a daily basis is something that would be come under the, you know, the auspices of occupational therapy. So I would have my chronic patient, my chronic pain patients come in and they're like, I can't sleep. I'm not sleeping. So we would talk about things like positioning. Um, 
You know, are, are you are you properly supported in bed? Are you doing all the things you need to do um, to be able to get a good night's sleep? So we, you know, so this goes back to to working with that. So then when I started thinking about, you know, how I can help people with yoga um, to get better sleep, I thought, oh, okay, I'll just apply some of my sleep hygiene. And then I did a lot more research into insomnia and um, all the different poses that are helpful. There's certain poses in yoga, as you know, that are good to do right before sleep. Um, so I did a, so I did a whole workshop that I offered. I did one that was in person and then I did one that was on zoom. Um, you know, so we talked about all that. We talked about just the general sleep hygiene things, you know, no caffeine, no screens before bed. Um, we talked about like the aromatherapy, you know, using the lavender, um, and doing the bedtime routine, you know, things that help to, you know, kind of wind your, wind yourself down. Um, the, uh, the physical, you know, the physical comfort, you know, the, the cooler room, you know, having it really dark in there, because that really helps to kind of um, uh, affects the melatonin, which is what we need to, um, to go to sleep. Um, we did a mudra meditation, um, and then we did the, we did the, we practiced the poses that are good for, um, you know, for sleep. So it was just something that I thought was really needed. Um, you know, this, because I wasn't really teaching um, yoga during the pandemic. Um, right before the pandemic in November of 2019, I actually had fallen and broken my wrist. Oh, so I no. was off work. I was off work for like 10 weeks. Um, and right when I got, so I wasn't able to teach uh, only because it was workers comp. So, right. um, I mean, physically I could have taught, but I mean, you know, legally I wasn't supposed to be working. Um, you know, so when it, when it was time for me to go back to work, then I felt then I could legitimately, you know, go back to teaching. And that was in January of 2020 is when I went back to work, oh. <laughs> just getting ready to, to ramp up my class again when, you know, we all know what happened. So I right. really actually haven't taught for a while. Um, and now things are opening back up again. That In fact, I'm here at the studio where I was teaching um, because I have two dogs at home. So they would not allow me to do this without, <laughs> um, you know, I do have, I do loud. have some, yeah, I do have some editing tools that'll uh, get dog barking out of oh, there. Okay. Uh, I, but yeah, that's, that's awesome though. Thank you for at least thinking of that at a time. So I thought, I'll just come to the studio. And, um, and so, so the, the, the owner of the studio where I'm teaching at, she is, she taught the whole, during the whole pandemic on zoom, but she came to the studio to do it. She was able to, um, to keep the studio open with donations from people that were just oh, logging on zoom classes but we're opening up again um on the 20 on the 18th of may to in-person classes for people that are fully vaccinated so um i don't have any students yet but i'm hoping to get some students you know soon for for my class um because i never really like i say i never really got on the zoom bandwagon you know with teaching because i me and technical stuff is just you know not not great yeah um, I realize it's not for any, not for everyone. I mean, I, there's probably students I think, I don't think I've seen in a good, um, at least a year over a year now because yeah. they, they prefer the in-person and I'm just not teaching there anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. So, 
Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's my, um, kind of the that's best Heinz story. I, I like sleep. that. Yeah. Sleep is super important, uh, for sure. Uh, I would agree with that. Um, and I, I like the idea that, you know, you just brought up, I actually just brought this up to my husband. We were walking today. Um, you know, he was complaining. He's like, Oh, I gained a couple pounds or something. And I'm like, well, you know, what might not be helping, you know, you're probably not getting appropriate amount of sleep or it's not restful enough where it's really repairing the body. Um, because I notice I look over at him, you know, maybe we might be just kind of watching TV casually, but he's looking at his phone mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and he does this up until literally we, okay, time to go to, go to bed. Right. Um, and it might be interfering with that, or it probably is interfering with that. Yeah. So now I can have him listen to this and be like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> someone professional told me <laughs> it's not just well, me. <laughs> The other thing that uh, I forgot to mention too, at the end of the workshop, then we, we finished it up with a, with a yoga nidra. Oh, um, yes. So, which was nice because the one, when I did it on zoom, it was nice. Cause that way people, you know, we, we finished with the yoga nidra and I don't know about you, but like when I go somewhere and we do a yoga nidra and then you have to get up and drive home, it's like, but when you're at home and you could just like end with a yoga and then that way they don't even have to, like I said, if you don't even want to, you know, you don't even have to wake up from that if you don't want to. So, um, and I offered the the recording of that to people too, because I think that's also another nice thing to do. Um, and then also along with that, the thing that's helped my sleep personally is, um, you know, I have the um, insight timer meditation yes. app and with, I have for the last year, like every single night I listen to a bedtime, either a bedtime story. I love bedtime stories for adults, you know, um, and adult doesn't mean, you know, what you think it means just they're just they're, you know it's not it's not like little red riding hood but they're just um bedtime stories and i love just going to sleep listening to that i never hear the end of them because i'm like i'm i'm passed out way before you know they finish um but it's inspired me to start writing some of my own bedtime stories oh, nice so yeah so i'm doing so i'm doing them with um they have a yoga theme to them ah. so so is this possibly a future workshop for you well, not a future workshop, but maybe just, I would like to maybe publish them or okay. produce them in some way, you know, like maybe I can, I'm, I'm looking into maybe offering them to insight timer, you know, as, as one of their offerings, um, yeah. or just recording them, um, maybe putting them together in some kind of a recording or a book or whatever. So in fact, I was just, I was just working on my third one today. I, I came a couple hours early to the studio to, um, to get inspired and to just sit down and write. Um, cause I'm, I'm writing the, um, I'm writing them based on the yamas and the yamas. Oh, nice. Nice. I like it. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to keep, I'm going to have to sign up for just kind of keeping tabs with you to see where you're at with that in a little while yeah. for sure. Yeah. So kind of leading up to the last question that I have. Um, so what do you feel is the most valuable lesson that you learned during 2020? Well, I, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot and I, I kept coming back to one thing and kept rejecting it because, because it's so, it's so trite, but it's really true. Um, the, the lesson that I learned is life is too short. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a little bit of background on how I came to that. Um, you know, I worked throughout the whole pandemic. You know, I, like I said, I went back to work in January of 2020 and although I wasn't working in an acute 
hospital setting with active COVID patients. I was in an outpatient setting, but we still had people still coming in. Um, and I worked all throughout the pandemic and it was just very stressful. Um, you know, even doing yoga and meditation almost on a daily basis to, to deal with my anxiety. I can only imagine how anxious I would have been had I not been doing that, but it was still a very, you know, stressful situation. And, you know, like every week the protocols would change and, and it was just, it was just very stressful. And I'm, I'm in the, I'm in my early sixties. So I'm technically in a category of people that were high risk. And I just kept thinking, I really want to, I really want to enjoy my retirement. Um, and I want to live to enjoy my retirement. Um, and I, I, I remember exactly where I was when I decided to retire. I was in my backyard and I was on the phone with my boss. I was at home that day and I was on the phone with my boss and we were talking about some issue that had come up at work having to do with the changing protocols. And I, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. This voice came into my head that said, life is too short. Just retire already. And I'm like, wow. And that's when I, I, I know the exact spot in my backyard where I was standing when, when this thought came into my head. And I'm like, I mean, I was going to retire this year anyway, in July, when I turned 65, but I said, no, I'm going to just, I'm just going to do it. So I, I, I went into work a couple of days later and told my boss I was going to retire. And she goes, you know, I, I, I kind of thought you were going to. <laughs> so um, I retired in January of this year and I'm just, I'm so happy I did. I really, um, cause it's, it's enabled me to kind of get going. Cause I really wanted to just, um, ramp up my yoga, um, you know, teaching and, and get more into, you know, doing that as, as maybe on a one-to-one -one basis, you know, like doing teaching some private yoga and things like that. So it's just given me the time to be able to do that and kind of concentrate on that. So awesome. Yeah. And thankfully we're going to be having um, this more available to people now with everything kind of uh, finally reopening and making it a little more comfortable um, for people to interact in those kinds of settings also. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I can, I can agree with that. Um, well, again, thank you so much, Kit, for spending the time with me. The ener Your energy has been awesome. I enjoyed the conversation immensely. Um, so uh, yeah, thanks again for coming. And I'll have to check in with you and kind of keep tabs on if you decide to maybe publish or um, bring those to insight time or those um, stories. That sounds really yeah. cool. Yeah. I like that. And also I do have a recording for, if you want your husband to really, um, I, I do have a recording from that workshop. I would be happy to send it to you if you yes. think would, it's about two hours. So I would make him listen. to. It. <laughs> I would probably make him listen to it, but I would also probably do it with him too. So okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. I, it just, it was fun to prepare and to think about, you know, like all the things that I was going to say. And, and it's just, it's, it's fun to talk to other yogis about yes. yoga. <laughs> and then we'll get to share this with a lot more yogis too. So, yeah. yeah. So I thank you again for participating. Right. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you right. so much. All right. Have a Bye -bye. great day. Bye. Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed this episode in this conversation with Kit today. And as always, don't forget to share, review, and subscribe. Be well, my friends.